We're about to get all family dinner table during the holidays with our debate about Cliff Kingsbury. Is it Super Bowl appearance or bust for K2? Larry Fitzgerald speaks out about his playing future, and Kyler Murray still has love for his offensive line despite their struggles. We're getting into it all on this episode today of Locked on Cardinals. The gang's back together. It's Bo and Alex. Woo! You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Rise Up Red Sea? It's a Wednesday edition of the Locked On Cardinals, Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, after a day off for Clancy because of our scheduling I couldn't figure it out, so I uh, and, and I found the perfect way to keep Alex out of the mix because I just wanted the entire podcast to myself. But regardless, we're back together, and man, do we have, I believe, a doozy on tap. If you've just kind of been following along on social media, you've seen that we've kind of been button heads about Cliff Kingsbury. Alex went on one of the flagship shows of our podcast network, had some very interesting things to say about Cliff Kingsbury and uh, what the expectations are for K2, and if they fall short, what the Arizona Cardinals should do should they pivot off the head coach. We'll get into that very shortly here. Kyler Murray still has love for his offensive line. We we could I, I think anybody who has any sense of uh, football and watching football and, and kind of judging how offensive lines play, yeah, offensive line, the O-line's been struggling as of late, but Kyler Murray still has love for his big hog mollies up front. We'll tell you what he did recently. And then Larry Fitzgerald. He's kind of been a hot topic. We've stayed away from it because I don't think that there's any real true like chance that he could come back, that he would have even entertained uh, coming back with DeAndre Hopkins on the shelf for the rest of the season. But Larry Fitzgerald on his podcast, uh, Let's Go, he decided, I don't want to go. I'm good. I'm, I'm good right here. <laughs> I'm good right here. I don't want to play. We'll give you the latest quotes from Larry Fitz. Our thoughts on that, and they're pretty much, they haven't changed. I don't need, like, he hasn't changed. We haven't changed. We might even be a little bit more uh, bold as far as how we feel Larry Fitzgerald would even fit in the current day Arizona Cardinals roster. This episode is brought to you by Stance, Stance Apparel. It's uh, just an incredible line of socks. And in other things, it's more than socks, but uh, they can bring out your personality with comfortability. It's Stance. It's, uh, it's, it's what's sponsoring this podcast right here. It's a great stocking stuffer. It's actually, it's a, it, you could go beyond it. It's beyond the stocking stuff. You could get it just as a straight up gift and you're not going to get like the kind of, oh, cool socks. No, Stance, <laughs> legit. Uh, it's a, this episode brought to you by Stance. So let's get into this. It's finally this, Alex, you've been off. You, you've had a couple of days to kind of simmer and um, kind of take us through the conversation you had with Peter Bukowski on Locked On Today before we kind of go back and forth here. Yeah, and and the one thing that I didn't do, which I should have done with Peter, was because I know we only have about two and a half minutes, is I should have qualified and said, this is what I think. This isn't what the podcast thinks. So I apologize to Bo for that. I definitely should have said something just off the top, like this is my opinion. Bo differs. But qualifying all of this, because you know on Twitter that one sentence happens, one tweet happens, somebody comments on it in a specific way, and then it starts a completely different conversation. What I said initially, and I stand by this, is that if Cliff Kingsbury and the Cardinals don't win a Super Bowl or at least make it to one, he should not be retained as the head coach for the Arizona Cardinals. Does this saying that he's a bad coach? No. Is it saying that he's 
not earned this year like Bo said he has before the season started. No, he 100% has at this point shown that he's an NFL caliber something. We don't know if it's a head coach. We don't know if it's offensive coordinator. You take the, you take a cheap shot here and there saying he's, he's the best OC to lead a team because he's the head coach also. Sure, whatever you want to do with that. The crux of my argument is that he's not a good enough head coach to elevate the B plus A minus level talent that's on this roster 1 to 53 on game day. You look at the top coaches in the NFL. You look at John Harbaugh. You look because what he's done with Baltimore is elevated when everybody's gotten injured. Bill Belichick, it's not fair to compare anybody to him. Look at that roster and look at what they've done in the AFC. Mike Vrabel for a while in Tennessee before everybody got injured. Cliff Kingsbury has a ceiling, and I think that we're about at it. And it kind of reached a tipping point when they lost to Detroit, regardless of who the Cardinals had had, had out. That was a one-win team with all of their ones not named Jared Goff off the field. So you can't give him the benefit of the doubt for the Cardinals not having their roster when the worst team in football didn't have their best players on, and they put up a 12 spot against that team. That's where I'm at. Yeah, And it, I didn't know it was going to take off as much as it did. I thought that a lot more people would agree with me than what I saw. But this is looking forward and not being excited in the moment for a team doing better than what they've done since Bruce Arians left. I mean, it takes a loss, the caliber of the loss that they had against the Detroit Lions to really bring back out the Cliff Kingsbury detractors and haters out there. It, it took something special or something specially crappy to happen. And that's what happened on Sunday in the 30 to 12 loss in the Detroit Lions. But at the same token, like, I mean, you even see the stat from NFL research that the two teams that had the, the top record in the NFL that lost to the team with the worst record in the NFL, Cowboys, Patriots, those teams went on to go to the Super Bowl. It's only happened twice and they're Super Bowl champions. Not to say that that's what's in the card for the Arizona Cardinals, but look, I mean, what we're creating here for, for Cliff Kingsbury is, is unrealistic expectations. We're setting the bar too high. And let's keep in mind what the perception of this roster was going into the season and where they are now. When you talk about lack of an ability to write, to to raise and elevate play, I mean, you had the Arizona Cardinals at 8-9. Now, I know a lot of that had to do with your, your lack of confidence in Cliff Kingsbury, mm -hmm. but they've exceeded those expectations. And with the roster, guys have emerged, guys have developed uh, on the offensive and defense side of the football. And you have to give credit to him and his coaching staff for that. Well, you give credit to on the defensive side of the ball to Vance Joseph because he is the assistant head coach. That's just true. That is a true statement. Cliff Kingsbury doesn't conduct anything on the defensive side of the ball. Who has emerged on the offensive side that didn't have this showing already? James Conner? Absolutely. Okay. The play calling for James Conner has been exemplary. I have said, and this isn't backtracking on what I say, when Cliff does something well, you credit him for it. But on the, in the body of work since he's coming to the league, he's never coached a game that resulted in a win when the Cardinals absolutely needed a win. That's just a truthful statement. That's a truthful statement. They were locked uh, to make the playoffs last year. I mean, and you could say on the other side before you let you, before you go on the other side, you could say, well, every game in the NFL is important. Sure, let's not have that stupid conversation right now. When you but, have the chance <laughs> to clinch a playoff spot multiple times against right. backup quarterbacks and against a one-loss team, that's where the Cardinals were at the tail end of last year. Even though Kyler Murray was hobbled, and then on Sunday against Detroit, that shows a black hole where a good coach can fill up, and he just hasn't been able to do it yet. He hasn't been able to do it yet. 
And here's the thing. And as far as what your expectations are, I think the the bar is way too high. Like you, you are an SEC entitled fan. Like you think you're you're Florida, you're Tennessee. You're you're like, why are we not competing year in and year out for championships? When it's just like, yeah, this it's hard. It's hard, especially when you create this zero sum game where it's just like you're going from one of the worst built and constructed rosters in 2018. You've got a young quarterback that you're developing. And you're tweaking this roster year in and year out to take it from the doldrums of the NFL to contention. Um, I, I think that that's you have to kind of take some of the consolations along with that, some of the, the the door prizes along with that. Sure, it's not contending for a title, but you plucked Cliff Kingsbury from being fired from his alma mater, going 35 and 40 in the Big 12, and you expect three years later that he should be up there with the play callers like Sean McVay or Bill Belichick. It's just not realistic. You've just got to be able to take your lumps with this guy. And the fact that it's steady, incremental improvement year in and year out, I think that that's enough. That Because what else is out there? Who, who else? Who's going to be able to take this team from you know where they are right now, 10 and 4, knocking on the door of the postseason? They're, they're going to clench at some point. And, you know, if they're one and done in the playoffs, I think everybody, we already said that in one of our, with the new renewed expectations that that would be just a complete disappointment. But who's out there? I'm not going to go and get Brian Dable anymore. Brian Dable is now an eight and six team, an offense that disappeared for a couple of weeks for the Buffalo Bills. I'm not going to go out there and get Eric Bieniemy. I still don't believe that Eric Bieniemy. like who's out there that it would have to be somebody like Doug Peterson, who's done it before. That, that all he needs to do is be a plug-and-play coach. I think that you ride with Cliff. But I've seen, I'm, I, I'm, and that that's excludes the brutal performance on Sunday against Detroit. That's unacceptable. But there can be two things that can remain true. He's the guy for the job. He's, he's taken a step forward as a play caller. The Cardinals have improved each and every year wins and offensively under Cliff Kingsbury. But the loss to Detroit is unacceptable. Yeah, and... Also, I mean, obviously, Kyler Murray has some faults here. Like, this isn't like a pure cliff thing. That's another thing. People putting words in my mouth. I don't care. Do whatever you want. It's Twitter. It doesn't matter. But I also no said for cliff, nuance, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Kyler Murray has obviously some fault. He's thrown some bad interceptions over the last handful of weeks. Okay. But if you're going to give Cliff credit for what Kyler Murray does right, you have to give Cliff criticism for when Kyler Murray messes up. Like, I don't understand why you can pick and choose who to blame and who to give credit to when it validates your argument. I've said since the end of last year, Cliff Kingsbury should not be the head coach of this team. And I'm just continuing to say that because he hasn't deserved it. Sure, he's gotten eons better and the offense gets better, not only because they have a fringe MVP guy at quarterback that's worked out, we think, and also the offensive roster has gotten better every year. So yeah, he's helped them move down the path a little bit, but the talent has gotten exponentially better from 2018 to now. You cannot give Cliff Kingsbury credit for getting two extra wins from one of the worst rosters ever constructed to through 2019 because Kyler Murray wasn't the quarterback in 2018. I don't understand why that's something that people were still a rookie. He was still sure. a rookie. He still had no playmakers. I mean, there was nobody. I mean, it was a 35-year-old Larry Fitzgerald. And who else was on that on the well, offensive side of the listen, football? There was no DeAndre Hopkins yet. The, right. The offensive and, and line was brutal. Let's put a true as well. Let's put just a button on this because we get Bo and I. And when you see Bo and us, Bo and I arguing on Twitter, I'm smiling. I'm getting pissed off like like my brother and I are, are bitching at each other. Okay. So, like, that, you don't have to defend either of us. Okay. We yeah. really enjoy having those conversations for everyone to see. The button on all of this is I hope 
they go in, they go home on Christmas and win. I hope they go to Dallas Sunday afternoon game and win. And I hope they go home to Seattle and round it out with a 13 and four record and ride off into the flipping sunset, get into the NFC championship game or better. Like, I don't know why people think that I'm like, first of all, I didn't, I cover this team. I didn't grow up watching this team. I don't have a jaded approach like, oh, we're going to do fine. That's not what this is. This is me seeing something, me saying what I think, and still continuing to say what I think from the end of last season through now. With some nuanced part of Cliff has shown exponential growth for like 15% of this season. And then we kind of drop back to where we were last year, and that kind of is superseding the other stuff that's been so great this year. But I see both sides. Yeah, it, I, I can't believe, and it, it is pretty polarizing to where there's the people that believe in the, they hate Cliff and they think he needs to go now to be a proactive move to to avoid you know wasting any more of Kyler Murray's rookie contract and the ability to build around him, and, and they think that this Arizona Cardinals team can't win a game the rest of the year, the season, the final three games that they're done that they, they've seen this movie before and know how it plays out. And then there's the people that are way too positive, like, okay, things are just going to get back on track. I think there is certainly some place in the middle. It's going to take a Herculean effort to play that game of chess and adjust and get Kyler Murray back on track on the fly against the three opponents that they have to face. Now, I brought this up on yesterday's podcast without you. I want to hear your thoughts on it when we, uh, before we get out of here. It, that what is, What's the expectation the final three games? Like, what's acceptable and what's not acceptable over the final three games, starting with the Colts, Christmas, you got the Cowboys, big game Sunday afternoon, and then you have the Seattle Seahawks in the regular season finale. We'll get into that as well. And I got one example for Cliff Kingsbury, uh, even though Alex put a button on it. You don't get to put a button on it. I'm, I'll am i tell you when we can put the button on it. We'll get into that conversation. You decided to do the podcast when you knew I couldn't do it yesterday. <laughs> so you put your Let's- own damn buttons on your own thing. Yeah, but let me, I'm, I'm pumped to tell you about that Super Bowl 56. It's less than 100 days away. And On Location is the official hospitality partner of the NFL, and it's the only place you can score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package. Select your exact seats. Choose from elite experiences featuring a pregame celebration, NFL legends, five-star hotels, and a chef, Wolfgang Puck. He's going to be making you some incredible food. Visit onlocationexp.com slash sb 56 for more information, or just search Super Bowl 56 on location. Super Bowl on location works as well. That's on location, exp.com slash SB56, or search Super Bowl on location. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Cardinals your first listen. It's been incredible 2021 as we wrap up the year that was. Uh, so grateful for everybody that tunes into this podcast, uh, whether you're just listening, whether you're watching on YouTube. It's been that's been just a huge, unbelievable thing that uh, we did not expect that the YouTube is going to take off like it did. Big thank you to everybody that tunes in, you know, interacts with us on social media at Lockdown AZ Cards at Clancy's Corner and at Bob Rack. Follow me, Bob Brock. Um, th- there, there's one example and I used it on Twitter. I, I think Cliff Cliff Kingsbury could be very much like Phil Mickelson. Phil Mickelson was a guy that was panned for so long throughout three quarters of his career. He was this guy that couldn't win the big. He couldn't win a major. I think he reached over 40 years old before he he earned his first major victory. And people were writing him off. Cliff Kingsbury, I'm not saying he's going to turn out to be a five-time major winner at, at, by the, when it's all said and done. Like, you know, if he wins a Super Bowl, I, I'll admit, I'd, I'd be pretty surprised that he has the ability to, to coach 
and win an X's and O's department throughout a postseason run and, and, and notch that Super Bowl victory. I'd be, I'd be pretty shocked by that. But I, I do think that he's a talented play caller. I think that he belongs in that capacity as far as the, the NFL is concerned. And he has the ability, which is so important in today's NFL, to delegate. Like he empowers his players. He empowers his defensive coach in, uh, in Vance Joseph. And he delegates because he knows he's not the guy as far as making the calls on the defensive side of the football. No, he's not. But also, they were. he gets all the credit when they win, and the defense is the main reason why. So you can't have it both ways. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's all. I mean, that's all I'm saying. Like, it's people choose. There's, there's three entities that people give credit for. One, Kyler Murray. One, Cliff Kingsbury. One, Vance Joseph. That's really what it is. It's the defense. It's Vance Joseph. If the Cardinals win, it's Cliff Kingsbury. And then if it goes wrong and it's the defense, you blame Vance Joseph. When Cliff Kingsbury is the head coach, it's not Vance Joseph's fault that he's got no help from anybody else in that room because Cliff Kingsbury is inept when it comes to coaching any sort of defensive structure. So it's like people like to pick and choose who to give credit to and who to blame when it's this is the this is the thing that's been set up this way. Cliff Kingsbury yeah. is not a good defensive mind, so they had to bring in a former head coach to he's run the not. defense because Cliff can't do it. He's just not a defensive guy. I mean, look at right. his look at his Texas Tech squads. Uh, real quick, and this is a major concern for me as far as if things don't go a hundred percent according to plan, this Cardinals team has a tough time getting back on track. Like if they don't come out of the gates, play defense, you know, on the opening kick and the opening series, and get the ball into their offense's hand, and their offense doesn't score and take advantage and build that lead. This team has shown the inability to really run their offense and, and play football. The, uh, high enough caliber of football to win games that that's true. And they, yeah. I mean, when they've won, they've won handily because that plan's been in place. Defense plays defense, gets the ball into the offense's hand. The offense scores. They take their opposing, the opposing team out of their game plan and they can't get back on track. So I don't know what I wanted to ask you. What do you think is the acceptable finish for the Arizona Cardinals over the final three games? Indy, two and one Dallas two and one. I agree. One. I think somewhere I think two and one, two and one would probably it would it would it would calm people down. It would get this team back on track. It would be wins over probably you know Seattle's they're surging right now. Seattle's actually playing really good football, uh, but it would be a good win over either A Indy or B Dallas, and I think that would really calm people down. They'd probably the, the best time to get it would be this weekend against Indy because it's at home and it's you know it's. The wise guys in Vegas don't think the Arizona Cardinals are, I mean, they're one point favorites in this game. So they're not mm -hmm. counting them out already. Um, but that's also to inspire action. Uh, people will say, okay, maybe I'll take the card straight up. But two and one, I think, is acceptable. No doubt about it. Yeah. One sure. and two. I mean, yeah. Might. One and two is, I mean, they'll get in. Now they're the four seed. They're playing the Rams in the first round right now. They still have to clinch a division. Like nothing's happened yet. Like, but the NFL is evil. In the way that the Colts just had a massive win, and I know, I know that it, it might be a little bit ballooned to the expectations of a Mac Jones-led New England Patriots team, but what they did to Buffalo in the cold, threw the ball for 19 yards, and then what the Colts did, especially defensively against that Patriots team, and then the Cardinals losing to Detroit. This is the perfect mashup for the Cardinals to win by two touchdowns. 
because it's like every week it gets weirder and weirder. What we saw this past week that's still not done, you know, it just finished last night is that everything's unpredictable. It's still Carson Wentz. Okay. They don't have the best receiving core. They have Jonathan Taylor and a really good defense and Frank Reich, who's a great offensive mind. Like the Cardinals can definitely go home, home on Christmas and win a game by 10 or 14 points. And it completely flips the script, but we haven't seen anything lately since Kyler Murray's really come back since that green Bay game on Thursday night, that really gives you any sort of real believability that the Cardinals are a top flight team with Kyler Murray playing since he's come back. Cause two of those wins were with Colt McCoy and the yeah. defense hasn't been the same either. The, uh, the Colts, uh, they have to set the Cardinals have to sell out against the run like they have to do for the first time this season. I mean, they, they were able to slow down Derrick Henry, but they have to sell out against the run. They have to make Carson Wentz beat him. He was atrocious against the Patriots. He completed five passes in that win. It's absurd. You can't let that happen. You can't let them impose their will and move you around with that offensive line, which is talented and Jonathan Taylor. But, uh, you know, if they if they do go one and two down the stretch, they go on three. That's doomsday. But. If they go oh if they go one and two, I mean you're still staring down a four game losing skin, potentially unless you know one unless that one win comes this weekend or next weekend in a not Seattle, but that that would still make people really uneasy going into the big dance as far as the playoffs and a wild card weekend. Uh, Kyler Murray does not have any uh, disdain towards his offensive line, despite their struggles recently. He got his O line custom golf bags for Christmas. Not too bad. I mean, it's not Rolexes. It's not and segways, custom clubs was, too, and, and custom, custom clubs club. too. Yeah, yeah. He got what was the other thing he got them? He's been off. He's been off of what normally, um, what quarterbacks normally get. Because you're right, it's normally Rolexes or I think a quarterback. Was it Kyler that got them all golf carts? That would actually make sense. Yeah. I think I can't remember who it was. There was a quarterback recently that got their whole offensive line golf carts as well. Um, that's a badass gift if they play golf. Yeah, I feel sure. like he's a smart enough cat to you know have done a little research to see if the guys play golf or not. Right. And I think, uh, you know, this is a good, obviously it's the week of Christmas, but still it's, it's a good, it's like, Hey guys, I still, I still have love for you. Let's, let's get it going. Let's, let's maybe, uh, you know, pick up DeForest Buckner this week on a couple, uh, you know, gut blitzes and, and, you know, let's get, let's protect the interior of this offensive line so we can keep things going as an offense. Um, not, not a bad move for Kyler Murray. Larry Fitzgerald spoke on his podcast, what he had to say and, why we're pretty much excited that Larry Fitzgerald said what he did say. Pumped to always tell you about Built Bar. The holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar. It's Built Bar filled with so much holiday goodness, rich and decadent flavor, covered in chocolate and amazingly low in calories, carbs, fat, but it's high in protein where you want it. Help put on some muscle uh, muscle weight, some good weight. You get the best of both worlds. Delicious and healthy. So many flavors. Nine flavors you can always rely upon. Always have uh, limited time flavors coming at you as well that you want to get into, get those mix boxes, try out everything as far as Built Bar is concerned. Go to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCK15. Save yourself some cash this holiday season uh, and use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Bo and Alex, hanging out with you. Get yourself a couple of Built Bars for stocking stuffers. It's great. Uh, just throw them in there and, and people will be like, what's this? Oh, it's not just... Uh, protein bar but it's it's delicious it's built bar so recently on larry fitzgerald's let's go podcast right or is it a radio show it's on sirius and it's with jim gray um and then it's all got tom brady involved in it but larry fitzgerald said it's pretty much the status quo 
what he said right before the season. He didn't have the urge to play football any longer. And he told Jim Gray just this week, nothing has changed. And I think if you're an Arizona Cardinals fan, you breathe a sigh of relief because if Larry Fitzgerald, number 11 was coming back, despite the injuries, we'll see what's the latest on Rondell Moore. I know he's getting an MRI. And of course, DeAndre Hopkins being out. Still, I don't see Larry Fitzgerald in current day coming off the, the streets and making an impact on this Arizona Cardinals offense. It's just, it's not going to happen. That ship has sailed. I agree. Um, the interesting part about all this is I still think this is about money and the way he says things, Larry Fitzgerald, like I, I just, I just do like the way he frames things. Larry Fitzgerald is a smart dude. Okay. There's no question about that. Smart guy, business acumen through the roof. Um, obviously already dabbling in uh, Phoenix Suns ownership, et cetera. The way he said it, hey, nothing's changed for me. Ain't changed yeah. for me. So if they want to throw me five mil for the rest of the year or whatever, probably not at this point. I think this really all had to come down with money. I know that the easy way to say it is Larry Fitzgerald's always said that he wants to ride off into the sunset and not make a huge hubbub about it, which he's done, which is fantastic. But the reasoning behind it is he didn't get paid enough, in my opinion. It's always right. been about money for him. The last two years or so, when he was rostered by the Cardinals, he was probably getting double what other teams would offer him for one-year deals. So, yes, he loves the Cardinals, and yes, he also loves to make a lot of money. So I think the synthesis of the two kept him here for a couple years longer, and the only thing different from this year was the price tag wasn't there for him, so he said no. In my opinion. He, he continues to be a Hall of Fame businessman as well. I mean, he was a, he's a Hall of Fame yeah. player. That's going to happen. He's going to get his gold jacket. He's going to get his bust in Canton. But he's also a Hall of Fame business guy. It just makes the, the amount of money he's probably making from the podcast and some other business ventures that he's doing or the radio show, sorry, the Let's Go radio show. The amount of money he's making probably is pretty comparable to what he would make at the veterans minimum. Now, if the Arizona Cardinals were going to give him the, the old blank check scenario that they gave him for so many years, you can't go out and just make that kind of money no matter who you are. That's tough to make even as a, as a, as a pitch man. Going out and making an $11 million doing anything other than being a sports star, it's tough to do. Larry Fitzgerald knew that, so he took the risk of going out there and the rigors that it took and told that it took on his body, and it made sense. But now, I mean, to make a couple extra $100,000 probably that he would make, that he's already making doing the, the, the radio show, it doesn't make sense to him. So, and also to have the role that he would probably have coming back, it'd be pretty minuscule. It'd be just be a possession receiver underneath. That's not what he wants to do. So it, it makes sense for both sides. Arizona Cardinals continue to gear their offense, their personnel towards what fits Cliff Kingsbury's offense. And it's not, it doesn't include a 38 year old wide receiver who still has Hall of Fame hands. I guarantee that. But, you know, he doesn't want to go get in the weight room as much as it takes, get to, you know, go to practice and, and then take the hits that he would have to take uh, and the toll it would take on his body. It just doesn't make sense. So Larry Fitzgerald. I think that things, in hindsight, I appreciate how he did things. Now, at some point, maybe it's next year, now that we know it's done, let, let us celebrate you. Let us, let us have some sort of celebration of the incredible run that he had here in the desert uh, that transcended the playing field because we, we want to do it. Let us do it. for you, you, just, you don't even have to make a speech. Just sit there and smile. Agreed. I mean, at some point it'll happen. You know, at some point all this yeah. stuff's going to come back and it's going to be, I just, it's so weird that it's just weird. Ugh, it's weird how it happened. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm not but, reading into it. I mean, we're not Nancy Drew in it here, but like, right. you know, there's, 
like he uh, he never wanted to. I I thought that he should have had his ceremony when Patrick Peterson came back um, in week two, which would have put the, the shadow over uh, over P three uh, once again with Larry Fitzgerald yeah. reigning supreme. I don't know. I mean, it'll probably be an off season thing, maybe beginning of next year kind of thing. He's not coming back. No, you know, I mean, unless you want to put him on the like, there's no way like he's not going to be on the playoff roster. Like they're not going to do ceremonial stuff right now, and he's he wouldn't want that either. So yeah, you're right. I mean, I feel like there's going to be a hell of a thing for him. He's the greatest Cardinal to ever live, to ever wear a jersey. Probably the best, you know, Arizona sports player of all professional sports. Um, yeah, it'll happen in due time. It's just weird how it happened this year. I didn't actually think that that's how he was going to actually conduct it. Like yeah. just ride off and not say anything. He was, he was completely right. He said, there's not going to be any podium. There's not going to be any tears. It's I'm just going to fade into the, into the background. And that's exactly what he did. Uh, but at some point he's going to have to let the fans celebrate him, give him what he's due and uh, celebrate that career. That's going to do it for us today on the episode of lockdown Cardinals. Tomorrow we're actually going to be joined by our guy, Evan Sidery of uh, lockdown Colts. We're going to be breaking down this game coming up on Saturday on Christmas night. Arizona Cardinals take on one of the hottest teams in the NFL. How can they slow them down? We'll ask Evan that and where the Arizona Cardinals can expose the Colts because they've got six losses on the season. They're not exactly a perfect group. I have to think it has to do with that quarterback. We'll get into that conversation tomorrow. Follow along on Twitter at LockdownAZCards, at Bob Brock to follow me, Bo Brock, and follow Alex at Clancy's Corner. Maybe add some nuance to your social media game. Think uh, maybe there's a little gray area. It's not as black and white as you thought. It was fun debating the Cliff Kingsbury conversation. That'll always continue here on Locked on Cards. And subscribe to our YouTube page. Uh, appreciate you listening wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow on Locked on Cardinals.